sweet potatoes and cornflower hair, a strawberry mouth and a peach on the hair. I said I could just eat you all up all night now down on the ground. All right. Sons of the Hunt podcast, episode number 17. 17. 17. I, I think that we'll, we'll, we'll make 20 by the end of the year. I, I think so. I think so. Uh, I, I kind of I think the uh, the whole episode number announcement I, I think it definitely warrants a little bit of a lamenting like you know yeah <laughs> every episode it's it's like, like seventeen minus one we call it yeah 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 something like that Ooh. but they, you know That's it'll it'll happen it'll happen oh, yeah but springtime springtime fun oh man are we live we're live we are we're live we got four people up there no kidding Hello. how am I missing that hello okay. to everyone. How's everything sound? Ah, yeah, look at that. Yeah, we got people, Creek to Peak, checking in. Savage Hunters from Creek to Peak. They had a out there in pretty Montana. interesting yeah, Montana slain. trip recently, didn't they? Yeah. I know um, Frank connected on a mule deer, it looked like. Yeah. Sounds good and clear. Good. We've uh, We've got a good beer to try tonight. Gonna give that a shot. I'm gonna pour it right now. And uh, yeah, we're um, we're deep into the season now. Oh man, I'm telling you, um, it's 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 been one of those seasons where it's a lot of adversity happening, man. But yeah, uh, you know, I'm gonna pour my beer while we're while we're talking about yeah. it. But uh, yeah, a lot of adversity. But you know, th- part of uh, what hunting is for me, man, is is helping to kind of get you away from that adversity a little bit a reprieve if you will you know what i mean so but it's easy to get kind of hung up in you know we we set these expectations for ourselves sometimes you know before the season starts yeah and uh you know it's how how could you not you know what i mean you get you get pretty high expectations high hopes and you get all the planning and all that stuff happening and it's like sometimes it takes a left turn on you you know and yeah it's kind of been my uh my gig this year so far so I think that this is probably the toughest season I've had yet. Yeah. I mean, that I could remember in recent years. Um, yeah, I just, uh, I was telling you earlier, <clears throat> I'm pretty sure that if I have this correct, it is, I've had one doe in range, mm-hmm. in like, layup range like 12 yards right and that was right behind the house and that was just the other night mm-hmm. she came trotting in so obviously i didn't shoot thinking all right something's chasing her and uh other than that i had a doe yesterday morning at uh at like 30 yards yeah but there was an uh, a mature doe with it you know it was and i'm thinking it was a might have been a year and a half year old doe and she was kind of milling around 30 yards and i was waiting for the bigger one to come in and obviously my greed you know i paid for that well didn't, didn't end up getting a shot at her yeah man it happens and, and that's pretty much it uh the other night uh my buddy was here and i i actually uh grunted in a nice little eight pointer and uh he he's new new to hunting and it was it was a good experience, but we he we just couldn't get the. Uh, he ended up kind of coming behind us, and it was kind of an awkward situation where 
couldn't get turned around and didn't really get a shot on him. But just the the experience was was really good just yeah, for him to that, experience that uh, a deer coming in to a grunt tube. You know, it was it was pretty good. But other than that, you know, the last four sits besides that one doe, I haven't had anything close. I haven't seen any buck. Oh, I, I saw it's like a spike or, right, or something, right. but not the activity that you should be experiencing this time of the year. And I still have another week to hunt and it's, but it's like I, in my head, I'm already in panic mode. I know. Right. And, and it's, it's not good. It's, it's not the, I shouldn't be thinking like this. Yeah. Well, you know, it's but. just start, it's going to start getting good. I mean, depending on, you know, who you ask, I mean, rut's been going on for three weeks now. <laughs> yeah. It, it's in and out. I, yeah. I heard, I heard they canceled it. Down. Yeah. They're going to cancel the rut this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but, but I mean, you look at where we're at in, in the time of year and how many leaves are still on the trees. I mean, the leaves are just starting to change in our neck. It's a woods. strange year you know as mean? far as the weather is concerned. Yeah. It's the beginning of November. I mean, usually by the second week of October, the leaves are changed, and the third week they're falling, and by end of October, not a lot of leaves in the trees. So it's right. been a little a little uh, abnormal, I guess you could say, uh, weather-wise. I mean, it's been raining right through spring, which really uh, kind of botched us up for turkey season. Summertime, yeah. for any kind, anybody out there working on food plots and that kind of stuff, the rain really kind of screwed everybody up in yeah, that regard. Yeah, I, I couldn't. And now the fall. You I know. couldn't till my plots. My tractor would have been buried. Yeah, yeah. It's been a challenging year. But, you know, you take the good ones with the bad ones. You know, who knows? Maybe, you know, next year will come along. We'll have a good a good production this year. And, you know, the next couple of years we'll have some, some good deer running around. Yeah. Because uh, not a lot got killed this year. Yeah. But, you know, how about you guys out there? Anybody uh, having any luck? You seeing anything? Uh, what kind of areas are you seeing the deer moving in? Are you seeing them around bedding areas? Are you still seeing them on the edge of fields? going off to feed in the you know late evening that kind yeah. of stuff you know what are you guys seeing um i haven't really been out i have had my hands full uh for a while now so uh, <laughs> it's just yeah. one of those things that yeah, you got... just so happened to happen right at hunting season right yeah. around hunting season so it is what it is but uh yeah it's been a pretty adverse season so far but still hope i mean you know we still got this week next week and then you know i i love hunting the second season you know, yeah. we always have second season that starts right after Christmas. I haven't hunted it in a long time. Oh, you might be hunting it this year. <laughs> yeah, that's, I, I might be out with the bow during rifle season this year. I, yeah. don't, I don't know. I just set up a stand today that I know during rifle season would be good. Right. Because I know no one bothers the area that I go through. And, you know, I've been talking to Mike Novick from Northridge Wildlife Forage, mm-hmm. PA Bow Hunting. You, you know, Mike. Yep, absolutely. And, good uh, dude. He he's super knowledgeable when it comes to pretty much just deer hunting in general. Right. So I've, I've been kicking around this idea with him, and and anyone who follows uh, Sons of the Hunt has probably heard me talk about this mountaintop property that I've been mm-hmm. hunting, and yeah, it, it borders the farm, so it's pretty much the same piece. And and the more I think about it today, um, it's just I I I don't want to sound ungrateful for the situation but i i have it's just too big of a property for it's too it's too much property yeah so i and i figured out today i just put up another stand today which is going to drive me even further towards the edge of insanity i've got two stands on the i've got three stands around this field that funky shaped field and I have one on the logging road, and now I have two up on the mountain. So yeah. 
was that five stands? I'm telling you, it's it's kind of it's kind of gets to be tough to pick where you want to go sometimes. I mean, you know, wind I'm sure plays a big role in that. Well, that's that's it. I I and I I don't know if it's the the right thing or not, but I've been using hunt stand uh, mm-hmm. a lot. Okay. For the wind, and it's I use it you know the day before when I'm sitting in the stand, I'll look at it, I'll look at like the future winds. Yeah. Which is something that I never thought would matter to me. <laughs> when you when you watch a, a weather forecast and they right. oh future winds and then I mm-hmm. thought about it, I was like actually that does make sense it like, does I, I do want to listen to this I use uh, Scout looks very similar yeah you know, Scout looks pretty good I like that but um, anyway uh, I had good wind for sitting in the field the other day and and that one field stand by the apple tree is probably my favorite stand it's the one that I hit that deer out of. And then I, I hit that one, geez, back when I first started hunting the property around in the same spot. And it's just a good spot during the rut. And I had good wind for it. But when I got to the farm that morning and I started gearing up, I, uh, I, I something in my gut was telling me, you need to get back to that logging road for some reason. And I don't know why. I have no idea what it was. But this is where I got to the point where I was torn and I said, all right, I had a plan. I'm just going to stick to the plan. Yeah. And so that's when I had the doe, mm-hmm. you know, moseying around at 30 yards or whatever. And, uh, the next day I, I finally made the trip back there just to see, I, 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 I took a long walk to get up to the, the top of the mountain and there was just a monster community scrape right in the middle of the logging road. 20 yards away from from the stand it was definitely hit that yeah. morning and I, I i should have i should have sat in it yeah well so i mean it's i'm just not seeing the buck around the field yet like like you were asking um, yeah, yeah i'm not i haven't really seen any chase i've seen a little bit in the yard in my yep. yard but uh still nothing mature yet nothing yeah. that makes you stop and and your, your jaw drops you know yeah it's it's gonna get it's gonna start you know heating up soon i mean it has no choice i mean it's gonna it's gonna have to happen i mean we have to for, force the hand if, if you will but uh yeah i mean uh i i'm still pretty uh i'm still pretty excited about what what season we got left and uh you know again second season is cool i think we had a couple of guys here who uh hunt second season also uh dave skorik looks like he uh doesn't know if it was worth hunting last yeah it gets pretty cold man it's tough sometimes hunting that second yeah. season, but that's where we separate the men from the boys there in uh, January. Temps need to drop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Looks like well, we've had a request to discuss your awesome hair. Oh, <laughs> Frank. I, I, I don't discuss my hair. It's no? Just, it's just one of those natural things. You know, it just happens. See, I'm, I'm, try, I'm trying to kind of keep up with you, so I'm, I'm rocking a sweet stash, so... It's like uh, the James Hetfield, though, you know? <laughs> oh, is he rocking that now? Well, I, that's what he used to, oh, yeah? used to have, like the... Uh, what was that back in the, in the ride the lightning days? All right, all right. Yeah, no, this was actually a, a pretty bad mistake I made <laughs> on my. <laughs> I decided to own it. Actually, I tried to get a rise out of my wife with it. I figured, all right, I shaved half it off by mistake. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna shave the other half and just walk around the house and pretend like nothing happened. And yeah, she could care less. I just don't have the connection for that. Mm. Well, that's good stuff. Yeah, uh, I, don't, yeah. I have the connection, but I also if I try to run a full beard, I look like Joe Dirt. It's terrible. Yeah. It's 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 bad news. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, uh, temps need to drop. Absolutely. John Conti, uh, thanks for checking in with us. Yeah, we, everybody's waiting for that. Uh, and as, so, as far as that happening anytime soon, 
Saturday looks like our our best bet best for that. Best bet, yeah. And if it if it rains all day like they're calling for tomorrow, I would imagine Saturday morning is probably going to be one of our best days we have coming up. Yeah, yeah. If it's if it stays fairly dry, I mean, you yeah. know, depending on you know whether or not the skies open up on us or not, but uh, I'm hoping that I might be able to get out Saturday. Still on the fence. I need a babysitter. So if anybody out there is looking to make about two bucks an hour watching three <laughs> crazy ass kids, uh, hit me up. Do, uh, do I condition this? Um, not, not during our tree season. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, right now, I'm just using what is that? The dead downwind body wash and oh yeah yeah shampoo. It's just oh, all condi- in one. You just wash your entire <laughs> body. You with I wasn't it. sure you were talking about. I condition. Yeah. Um, Good stuff. You got it, man. Do I condition? I mean, I, I'm assuming he's still talking about my hair. I would hope. So. I don't want to clarify. I don't know. <laughs> Mr. Wallace, how are you, sir? Thank you for checking in and checking it out. Uh, Jose, Jose Fragoso, yeah. Giants are dropping in Iowa. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, right? <laughs> Shocker. That's cool, though. I mean, That is awesome. Because, uh, you know, in, in, you have Iowa, who's they're having some success out there, and Frank's in Colorado, is it? Montana. Montana, that's where it is. I'm sorry. Yeah. And he said the same thing, you know, weather, they're having 60-degree days out there. So I don't know what it is, man. It's just a really strange scenario for – Depends on where you fall in the country, you might get lucky. Yeah, I, I think that, you know, Saturday you're going to start seeing, you know, some of your friends, like at least locally here in Pennsylvania, you're going to start seeing some some deer go down. I, yeah. I, know, I only know of one good local deer yeah. that was taken so far. And, uh, yeah, that's kind of the uh, the cut and drive it. But, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to panic for – something that I really shouldn't right, because right. I have a lot of time. And in past years, I've experienced the same thing. In uh, in two, when I hit that deer, it was actually – okay, yeah, so it's going to be this Friday. So tomorrow would have been the day that I hunted and then uh, Bridget and I went to New York that night, and then Saturday is when I hit that deer. So, okay. Saturday, I, I might end up in that same corner. How about that? Because I think that 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 uh, that's going to be. I think that that deer is still around. Honestly, yeah, I really do. I know that he made it. So because I had that that trail camera uh, video of him, and I definitely would have heard if he was killed last year for sure, unless somebody shot him at night. Right, right. But other than that, I mean, I have you know hope that that deer is still alive. Sure, got him. Um. It's like Jose got a good one. Congratulations, man. Oh, nice. Well done. Well done. Nice. Send us a picture. Absolutely. Yeah, I'd love uh, to see it. Said so he got a good one there uh, second week in October. That's awesome. That is awesome. What is a good deer to you? Um, I, I think I, I, I answered something similar to this. Uh, and, I mean, for me, I've, I've shot... 90 inch deer and i've shot 140 inch deer within years of each other mm-hmm. and it's it's just kind of your, your personal preference whatever gets you in that zone yeah. gets your heart beating i i'm not one to judge what anyone else shoots but you know if, if we're going to talk about a like a good deer or what one that's you know yeah exceptional you're looking at like a four and a half year old deer yeah. three, three and a half is is they're tough you know, enough to come across pretty rare in itself yeah. around around here in northeastern sure, pennsylvania sure. If, you, if if i get a shot at, at any three and a half year old deer uh i'm probably going to take it 
Um, four and a half is like a no brainer pretty much. And, uh, you know, once you get up over four and a half, then, then you're getting into something really special, yeah. especially here. You know, it, it's, it's Indeed. just so hard for them to get there. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. It, it, it's tricky. Uh, I mean, I don't know if it's kind of, uh, like if he's referring, like when you say you see some good deer go down, mm-hmm. I mean, if, if it's someone that's willing to shoot that deer and put a picture right up on Facebook, well, that's a good deer in their eyes. Yeah. And I mean, concur with. if we're saying we haven't really seen any good deer, yet, I just don't think that those really mature deer yeah. are moving in daylight mm-hmm. hours yet. I mean, yeah. some of them, you, you're going to get, you know, it's, it's just like the rut. Everyone says, you know, oh, this is the rut. The rut's happening now. Well, the rut, to me, the best analogy for how the rut works is if you took uh, a can of spray paint yeah. and you started really far away from the, the wall and you were going to draw a straight line and you started far away and then you got real close and then you backed off again, you it, you would start off with a splatter and then it would condense and then it would yep. get wide again. That's and and that's, that's, that's how it works. The, consider that dough going into estrus. You have mm-hmm. a couple stragglers at the beginning, but you're going to get to a concentrated point and you're going to have majority of the dough in the area that are kind of hitting estrus at the same point yeah. yeah and then it's going to tail off same thing is going to happen with with mature deer who are going to start slipping up you know and walking around in daylight hours i, I think that that's kind of the best way to put that so sure i yeah. think now is when you're going to start seeing it and maybe that's what we're already starting to see um yeah i always say i mean you know because no, again I, I i look at social media a lot to get a kind of take the temperature what's going on kind of mm-hmm. take a pulse what's happening and especially in our area you know what i mean we have a lot of people that we know that hunt that are out there all the time and right it kind of helps us get a gauge how you know how it's rolling along uh, and people are starting to say you know a lot of the, you know whether the, the doe are receptive or not doesn't seem to matter uh bucks are pushing them around now and you know they're starting to you know we're seeing some videos of guys putting up videos of deer fighting you know what i mean yeah, and, uh, yeah. it's starting to get uh real interesting uh so yeah i mean uh it's it's, it's just a matter of time guys it's just a matter of time ladies yep. and gentlemen uh this is what is what was the oldest you guys have uh, shot um i'm not certain because it was a doe the oldest deer i ever shot was a doe and she was big and she was just like you could tell she was an older yeah. deer uh, so i have no idea i'm not, i honestly never even looked at the teeth because when I shot it, I was I shot it with a rifle it was years ago, and I didn't even re- know you could age deer by teeth at that point yeah. in my hunting career, you know. But, uh, yeah, that was an old one. And I'll, I'll tell you what, she still tasted great. You know, yeah. a lot of people think, you know, old deer, they're a little I think tougher. A lot. But a lot I, of know, it, I had no problem eating her. The, um, when people talk about old deer and how they taste, um, I kind of think it's it's all about how you clean them, you know. Yeah, if, if you care. break it down the right way and you know you take care of it and you do what you have to do, mm-hmm. I, I don't think we've ever had. I don't think I've ever had a really gamey deer. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. But See, then again, you know, I was kind of spoiled. My dad always knew what, sure, he, what he was sure. doing. So yeah, I mean, you know, I've had some that definitely had a unique flavor to them, but I kind of yeah. like that aspect of it. Sure. You know, what I mean? you know you're eating venison. Yeah. There's no question you're eating venison. Um, but yeah, I, I, uh, I, that, that would be the oldest deer. I mean, I had had to say she was probably maybe five, six years old. That's just a guess, of course, but she was definitely very unique in regard to the deer I've shot in the you know past. She, right. she was definitely an older deer, but again, you know, the bigger deer is more venison to eat. That's, that's, that's true. That's, yeah. That's my theory. Uh, for me, the oldest deer I shot, I actually had, uh, the deer that I harvested on that farm, mm-hmm. um, the, what year was that? Was that 2013? I think it was 2013. 
I shot a deer that scored 140 on that farm, and we had him aged at five and a half. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. That's a, yeah, that's uh, that's they don't get that old air around here very often. No, that that was like, and you know, that was a freak thing. It's not like I had years of his sheds and trail cam pictures, and no, that's not how it went down. Right. You know, I, I rattled him in, and uh, and that's how it how it happened. Good deal. Jay makes the best chili. Jay does make the best chili. <laughs> Thank I, you. you. You gave me a Tupperware container, it just big pieces of steak in there. Yeah. I, I, I remember. I take, I take pride in my chili, man. I don't mess one, around. One night, I remember, I, I, I had a few IPAs, and I, I delved into that late at night with just some Tostitos with it cold. It's yeah. Oh, it's good anyway. Anyway. Uh, Tommy dude, Creasy, so good. My, my good friend of mine. We've been friends since we were kids, Tommy. That's kind of cool because he's, he's not a hunter. He's, he doesn't hunt at all. So it's it's kind of plays right along to the whole underlying yeah. goal of what we're trying to do here is kind of in, in, entice people who are not your standard hunter. The key you know, to everyone's fisher. heart is, you know. Through food, man. Through the stomach. The ticket. That's a ticket. Uh, Jose has a question. What hunt is on your guy's bucket list? Mm. That's a good question. That's a good question. I I was going to say I had to narrow it down to two, but it's, it's kind of like three. Yeah, I can narrow it down to two probably. I think that... If I could just obtain a tag mm-hmm. and go, and it w- I wouldn't have to apply or anything. If I could just pick yeah. one tag and have it, it would be a Kodiak bear tag. Wow, really? Yeah. Okay. Yep. I want to go up there. I want to go with the bow. Um, but and then it, it's also very close between hunting moose in Alaska with the bow. Yeah. And uh, and then elk. That looks like a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, my I think my top two would be uh, number one would be Pennsylvania elk. <clears throat> been, oh, very specific. Yeah, specific. Very but. specific. Yes, yes. Uh, but I mean, a, if you're going to get a, behind it, but if yeah. you're going to get a Pennsylvania elk tag, you're almost guaranteed a Boone and Crockett elk. That's it. Yeah. So they, they keep that's, saying that's the next world record's coming out of PA. Yeah. That's a lot of people's theory on that. But uh, I've been uh, applying for the points, just just the points, preference mm-hmm. points, because honestly, I haven't been able to go. I just started that. I would last hate year. to tell my wife, you know, sorry, honey, um, you're gonna have to go to Disney by yourself with the mm-hmm. kids. I'm going hunting in Western PA. That would not fly. Um, but yeah, I've been getting the preference points, and my son turns 12 next year. So once he turns 12 and is able to get his own, like a regular standard license outside of the uh, mentor license, right. I'm gonna start getting preference points for him. And I'm hoping when he graduates high school, we're both gonna put in. Maybe one of us will draw. And uh, we'll be able to go out and hunt elk together as a little, you know, yeah. high school celebrate, graduating high school type deal. Yeah. Um, the other is a mule deer. A mule I want to shoot a mule deer. Yeah. Hmm. So I, I'm uh, putting the plan into action as we speak. So it might happen within uh, two or three years. Nice. So uh, out in Nevada, I'm gonna do a DIY Nevada desert mule deer hunt. With the bow or no, with a rifle. Yeah, with a rifle. rifle. Yep. Uh, I should take my grandfather's rifle. So there's a little bit of a story, backstory to it, but I'm going to oh, go. shoot a mule deer. Uh, I'm the third generation to hunt with this rifle, so I'd love to go out and shoot a mule deer uh, with my grandfather's rifle there. So old Remington 700. So that's going to be, uh, that's be pretty, pretty, cool. pretty cool. And my brother might actually join me on the hunt, which I think would be uh, pretty damn cool because he's not a hunter either, but just to kind of – he lives in Nevada. Right. That's why I'm basing it out of Nevada because i got kind of a home base there. Uh, he lives right outside of Vegas. So I'm going to Vegas in a couple of weeks for Thanksgiving to hang out with him, and he's going to hook me up with some guys he knows out there. We're going to start uh, getting the ball rolling. So hopefully in a right. few years I'll be able to go out and uh, shoot a decent mule deer. That'd be sweet. So, yeah, yeah. I'm definitely not one of those guys that's going to get out of the truck, walk over the hill and see the deer and go, you know what, it's first day. I don't want to shoot a deer. 
Bang. I'm, that damn deer, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to risk it, you know, because, I mean, there's probably a draw process. I haven't even – I'm just starting the process. But, right, right. yeah, it's going to be pretty cool, pretty cool. Yeah, Alaska, uh, Dave Squirk, is, he, he says Alaska also. Uh, I'm going to – You can't argue I'm going to go that. one way or the other. Even if I, mm-hmm. I never draw a Kodiak bear tag, yeah. I will get to Kodiak one way or the other with yeah. the bow. It's caribou or, or whatever. Sure. But I'm going to do a little segue uh, on Alaska. Uh, because we had actually somebody comment earlier about our drinks. So oh, yeah. This is, I'm going to kind of throw it in front of the camera here. This is the Anchorage Brewing Company, the Kuyu Verde 2.0 double IPA. This beer is killer. Anything out of Anchorage Brewing Company has been amazing. Um, they just keep knocking them out of the park. Yeah. Uh, so this is one. Uh, came through, came to us uh, via Tavor, which is pretty stinking cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, they sponsor the podcast. Yep. Um, should, should we explain Tavor, or should we talk about this beer real quick? Um, I I say we talk about the beer, uh, and then we can kind of give uh, Tavor yeah. a quick hit there too. But yeah, you can't you can't beat this stuff, man. Yeah, I mean this is for just a standard IPA. It was is... Dave Dave Squirk. There we go. I just caught, found the comment. Chili and some of those drinks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that would be good right now. Indeed. Um, this Thanks, is, Justin. Appreciate it. For a standard IPA, which a lot of people aren't coming out with just new IPAs anymore. You're right. Everything I'm sorry. I thought it was a double IPA. The uh, What was the other one that we had that was a double IPA? The Vias. The Vias, yeah. No, no. You, My apologies. You, you said it was just – this is the Verde 2.0, right. which is their, their second version of Verde Camel. Okay. So you you, I, you didn't say double. I thought I mixed it up. My bad. No 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 no. You're right. You're right. But for just being an IPA, is unique. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll put it there. Um, still hazy. Still mm-hmm. really hazy. I mean. Yeah. It's uh. It's pretty. I really like it. I mean. Well, you know, I say that all the time. So, you know, it it's good. I just I can't get around that. But it's it's very it's very light. I guess I'm gonna kind of give you guys a shot of the. It's. Of, uh, the color of the beer there and it, it's true to the 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 original ipa um i don't know uh what's the word i'm looking for i want to say bot maybe body um it's it's business model <laughs> yeah that's 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 the, that's the, a good way of blueprint. putting it yeah the standard it's, ipa blueprint it's not really citrusy no the the original ipas were made to be you know very hop forward yeah. just straightforward this is beer you mm-hmm. know and that's 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 this one it's there's there's really no citrus there it, it's not a double ipa I don't, I don't think it's gonna kick your butt on uh on abv no it's 6.4 pretty standard yeah. but it's yeah it's just a really really solid straight up ipa yeah and yeah the king I think is it, awesome yeah you know they do a pretty good job. It's a really good representation of the brand, Kuyu's brand. Um, yeah, it's pretty sweet. Yeah, if you if you get a, ch- a chance to grab some, absolutely do it. Yeah. And there's a really great way that you can indeed grab some typically. Uh, How's that? If you're lucky. Yeah, because it, it, it goes fast. How do uh, we do it? Just go through Tavor. Oh. Uh, Tavor, the app, kind of... Uh, Go on there, check it out. You can get all kinds of different beers at 300, 400. How many beers it's is it now? It's well over 400 yeah. breweries across the country. Yep. You can uh, go on, 
click on any kind of beer. They'll give you a section every day. You can check out. Every day is something different, and you fill a case. If you like it, you buy it. If you don't, you don't. You're not locked into any kind of monthly fee or annual fee or anything of that nature. It's if you want it, you get it. If you don't, you don't. Once you fill a case, you have them send it to you. Comes uh, packaged up real nice and secure. And uh, you start enjoying your uh, party in a box, as they say. And uh, you can get a little bit of a discount through Tavor. Uh, if you go through a link with Sons of the Hunt, you get $10 off 25 when you spend uh, 25 bucks. Yeah. Save you $10, which is uh, equates to free beer. That is all true. Free beer is good beer. Free beer is good beer. Mm-hmm. But so uh, is the Kuyu Virade 2.0. Yeah. Digging yep. it. All good stuff. So going this on is here. Uh, our first half live segment beer. Yeah, I was um, going to reply. Uh, somebody was asking for the IBUs. Yeah, this is—is is that what they said? Did they say IBUs or um, AB? IBU, yeah. I'm not sure what it is. I'll tell you what. It's probably in the 60s. Yeah, it's it's pretty pretty mild. 60s or 70s. It's yeah, it's, it's not real crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we've starting to notice, uh, Justin, that you know, doing the beer reviews, that we're starting to find fewer beer out there that are actually listing the IBUs. Yeah, I don't know if it's trending down, and they're not really into it anymore, but. Well, I, I, my theory on that is that all these companies are starting to do these milkshake IPAs. Yeah. And most of them are super easy to drink, and I'm sure they're like 25 IBUs, some of them. Yeah. And it's really not even worth like putting it because they're, right. they're, they're turning towards these more citrusy, smooth, double IPAs. Right. And they're, I think that just it's at the point where it's pretty much naturally just low. Yeah. low ibus and i think if something is worth mentioning they'll say okay this is high sure this is you know 90 ibus mm-hmm. or something like that yeah and, and again that could be a little deceiving like i said we've talked about it before where i i've had a a, a beer uh boy what was it i can't remember the name of the brewery uh my wife brought it back from wildwood or whatever it was and uh the ibu is high 90s oh the mud hen the mud hen thank yeah. you yeah and i was a little intimidated by it yeah you know and i drank it and i was like wow it was really good it did definitely had some bite, but you know I was anticipating much That's more true. than uh, what I had what I had seen. So, yeah, right off the can anyway. It kind of threw me a little bit. Justin said higher IBU for him equals more headache possibility, and I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. One hundred percent. That's a good point. What is it? There's. Is it? it I think there's, a, there's like a wine buzz. You know, when yeah. You there's some real there's heavy a, red wine. There's a local brewery. I think it's called Liquid Hero. I think it's. Just south of Wilkesbury, it's it's somewhere out that way, and they make a beer. It's like ninety five, almost or or a hundred IBUs. Yeah, and it was good. And I I think I drank two or three of them the one night, and the next day I woke up, I could feel my heart beating yeah. in my head, <laughs> and it was just paying for it. Me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I that's a pretty good point, man. I never, I, I actually, I never thought of it that way, there, Justin. Oh, Anthony says, "What is an IBU?" Okay. It, I think it's is it international bitterness, bitterness unit? Units, yeah. yeah, yeah. Just let you know how bitter the beer is, uh, how much kind of dryness I guess you can. And I, I think that that's analogy. it's kind of crap. It, it they should think of a better adjective because it's not really yeah. bitter. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't say. I yeah. It's, I, don't, it's, I would it's, say it's it's more like hoppiness. How yeah, hoppy, hoppy or it's like a dryness, dryness, a dry bite, so to speak. 
But uh, yeah, I mean the the IBUs can get confusing. I mean, we almost ended up in in a biathlon. I think uh, yeah, the first inter- <laughs> international, international biathlon bi- union. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. you got to be careful with the IBUs, man. You end up you know running a lot further than you care to. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the IBU is just kind of a measurement uh, for like, how they label the bitterness uh, of the beer. So, but again, it can be a little deceiving. So we've had some uh, beers that you know we would have guessed in the 50s and 60s, and where they were listed, they were higher than that. They were high 70s, low 80s, and then you know just yeah. the opposite way, we would think they were in the 80s and they'd come back in the mid 50s. So yeah, I mean, I think a lot of the citrus notes kind of has a lot to do with how you perceive the IBUs. If it's piney, you might get a little bit of a higher IBU perception. If it's citrusy or the lactose type I, stuff might be I lower. I can get a little bit of pine yeah. in this, but uh, not overwhelming. No, but it's good um, stuff. It's good stuff. I'm checking on You're tap welcome, right Anthony. now, actually. Thank you. Uh, yeah, no IBU. I, Anchorage must, must, not, um, must not list they IBUs. They really must not give a rat's ass. They're just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. it is what it is. Drink <laughs> it or don't. They, they they lean heavily on the the biathlon biathlon union. It's the uh, the Alaskan way. Indeed, drink it or don't. Drink it or don't. <laughs> I prefer to drink it. Yeah, yeah, they they put out some really good stuff. I'll um, drink it. I'll always drink it. Indeed, <laughs> indeed. There's only one way to find out if you're gonna like it. Yeah, that's true. In the gullet. But with that, I think we could wrap up the first half of uh, of the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good. Over a half good hour good and interactive. They they just get better and better, I think, honestly. Yeah, um we'll, uh especially for short notice. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. One of these times we'll plan it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what fun would that be? I thought about it today. I was actually in the woods and I was like, Oh, maybe we should do like a live podcast and yeah. I went to turn on my phone and the phone was dead. Oh, bummer. That's when I was hanging that stand. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. uh yeah. We're up to 10 viewers right now. That's Sweet. solid. Yeah, we, we've been hovering around there. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah, thank you guys very much. Dave, thank you very much. Uh, appreciate it. Yeah. Justin, Anthony, you know, you guys are awesome. They, we really appreciate you guys checking in with us and kind of interacting. Really kind of uh, makes us feel good about what we're doing and, and kind of underlines, uh, you know, the effort we put into it. Because it's tricky. It's tricky yeah. to put these out, no no question. Mark yeah. does a great job, you know, organizing them. But, yeah, it can be a little tricky, as you may have seen in previous live broadcasts. <laughs> yeah. I, you know what What uh, was a, a positive note? Uh, less dogs in this one. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, a lot less dogs. Yeah. Less so, dogs. But. I mean, I know that that doesn't sound positive. I love dogs. Everyone loves dogs. But it, it gets super difficult when uh, they're running around. They're bumping cameras. and Yeah, and it gets tricky. And they want to say something, and I'm like, get out, you're a dog. Yeah, you yep. can't be on the podcast. Yeah, it's, it's all about that ambiance, man, yeah. the four-legged ambiance. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, we appreciate you guys, uh, you know, checking in with us and following along. And, you know, keep it up. If you dig yep. it, share it. If you like it, please, by all means, you know, share it out there on your, your pages and whatnot and share it with somebody who you think might get a kick out of it. Like I said, we've had a few people chime in here that are not – are not hunters yeah um and we like to kind of try and straddle that line a little bit uh between hunters and non-hunters and kind of uh grade out a little bit so yeah, it, it becomes more of a, a a very diverse community so uh thank you very much guys yep. appreciate it thanks for the uh the good luck on with the rutcation I, i'm gonna keep as many updates coming as i can 
Yep. And hopefully I'll, I'll give you a good one at some point. That's it. Follow but. along on Instagram with Mark. You'll see a lot of his little posts. Uh, he does a lot of stuff on Instagram, Facebook Live, all yep. that cool stuff. So click stuff. those bells and get those notifications yeah. and all that stuff. And uh, gee, uh, episode 16 will be coming out in uh, a day or two, yeah? Something yeah, like that. probably. And I, I, might, I might just stay up tonight and finish it if we're going to have downpours in the morning. Yeah. I might just sneak out behind the house here a little mm-hmm. late. But, uh, That'll be on iTunes, SoundCloud. Um, it, it's yeah, it's 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 almost done. I think I have, I had to just finish up the mm-hmm. end, and we'll be good. Probably no video. I mean, I, I will get it out at some point, but I, I'm just not going to take time to edit, sit down and edit video right it now. It is hunting season right I got now. Important man. stuff. To That's do, it. There's right? there's priorities, man. Priorities. But, so anyway, thanks everyone. We yep. appreciate you tuning good luck. in, all your comments, and stay up, will... stay safe, strap in, all that good stuff. Yep. And uh, we'll see you next time. We'll see you. Okay, and we are back. Second half of episode 17. And uh, I just want to kick this off real quick. I we've got to we've got to drink this. We've got yeah. the Kuyu uh, Goliath Imperial Stout aged 6 months in whiskey barrels by mm-hmm. Anchorage Brewing Company. This is the uh, the ode to Jason Harrison's uh, was that a it was a state record? California state record bighorn. Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know if it still stands, but it's. Uh, the fact that you had it at one point is pretty pretty legit. Well, 2017. It, it might. I don't. We'll, we'll see. Um. I tell you what, it smells real strong. Indeed, it does. Let's let's take a I sip. Say, we were pouring um, it out, and I was like, aged Jesus, in it's whiskey like a glass barrel. Of hell, right there. <laughs> and I smell smoke. Yeah, it's yeah. Let's let's just try it and see what we think here. Man, that's got a smell to it and a half. Mm. Honestly, I like that a lot. I yeah, I I do too. I didn't, I didn't man, I didn't see it tasting like that. That's smoky, man. That is smoky. It's, it's like brisket smoky. Like yeah, kind of is brisket yeah, barbecue it, brisket smoky. It I mean, is, it's but it's not. It's also it, not a bad thing because it. It actually just, scared me when I poured it in the yeah. glass. I was it, like, wow. Uh, it, it almost looks like you're pouring, like, tar. Yeah, yeah. It's like I popped the cap, and I was like, my God, it looks like the can started to bleed. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is some serious stuff. Uh, um, it should be noted, Jay and I are not avid stout drinkers. No, no, I not do. means. I'll, there's a, a select few stouts that I do like. I like that last one. We had Dragon's Milk. Yeah, yeah um, that wasn't bad. It wasn't my favorite. But it like I try to step outside of the whole. Do I love it or do I hate it? You know what I mean. I try to stay in that happy medium just so I can give an honest review on what I feel I'm tasting. Right. Like what am I getting from it? Uh, it wasn't my favorite, but it wasn't bad. I mean, I drank it for crying out yeah. loud. It was it was good. But but I'll I'll tell you what. You know, I feel like drinking this. I'm getting more manly by the second. Indeed. Indeed. Like, it's That's just, definitely a, a, it's, a punch in the man card. Oh, just, it's just uh, like first sip. This is legit, man. And uh, what's it, ten percent? Yeah, so that'll the, put some hair on your chest. And this it's going to make for an interesting second half oh, of the yeah, podcast yeah. for sure. Strap in, ladies. We and we have a bunch of stuff to talk about. We, we do. We've been sitting here for probably an hour in between the first, the first half and the start yeah. of the second half, 
talking about just several different things. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, we need to just keep these stuff on. Keep the mics on. Yeah. You never know what we're going to pick we, up. But uh, We should just keep it recording and then take that section and make it like almost a different like podcast because we we sort of censor ourselves mm-hmm. for the most part just so i think anyone can kind of listen to it sure and we we still have our good approval rating mm-hmm. on on iTunes but you know we're we're real people and Indeed. and we 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 curse to each other and, and at each other and a little bit <laughs> on occasion but uh yeah, so it's locker room talk. Yeah, yeah, that's that's <laughs> basically what it is. So maybe some of the the uncensored stuff. Yeah, will... a little, a little uh, unreleased tracks. Uh, yeah, but some of it. Yeah, we, but we have a good time doing mm-hmm. this, and, and that that uh, can't go, uh, you know, un, unnoted. I mean, we we have a blast doing this stuff, and it's funny we what we stumble upon in between the segments. Like what we have conversations about and what we yeah. talk about, you know, trying to kind of get ourselves a little bit aligned for uh, to kind of set up a decent segment. I mean, we really care what we're putting into this because we want you guys listening to this podcast to enjoy it. I mean, it's got to be interesting. It's got to kind of yeah. draw you in a little bit. Um, you know, sometimes we hit it on the head. Sometimes we miss. But that's kind of, you know, goes along with the whole design of how we do this, you know, the way we, we, we set it up. And we don't really practice any of this nothing's rehearsed i mean we just try to do the best we can coming off the off the cuff and uh you know just be as realistic as we can i mean uh, yeah it's kind of how we've been doing it since uh our very first episode yeah and uh it's been working i mean it works most of the time you know we hit a glitch every once in a while trying to come come up with a word you know I, i i find myself sometimes my uh you know, my, my grammar falls short or something, and I'm trying right. to search yeah. for a word or something well, like that. Well, I mean, that, but... you know, it's the imperfections are, I think, what, you know, makes it yeah. real. So, but anyway, we were, we were just kind of uh, trying to figure out some, like, topics that, that we yeah. were going to cover. And the, we, we drink a little of this <laughs> Goliath stout. and That was it. We poured it, and we are like, oh, wait, we better turn the cameras on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got to get a, a genuine, genuine reaction. reaction. But, I mean, honestly, that... I think that's a good stout. I would I would rank that Dude, right up there I'm with dragon, dragon's milk and uh, I like this the wood stout. I like this better than the dragon's milk for sure. This is definitely unique. Um, it says aged six months in whiskey barrels, but yeah. it just I don't know where it's getting that smoky. Hint I know, to right? It. It's got to be the burnt barrels. Don't they burn the barrels out when they when they Some age whiskey? Of them, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the only thing I can think of, but um, yeah, it definitely has a very st- you know, stout, no pun intended, uh, smoky flavor no, uh, no. in it. Yeah, my family, we they'll, they'll make a barrel of wine every once in a while, every couple of years, and the way they, um, what's the word, like sterilize the barrel mm-hmm. is with like a sulfur candle. Okay. They'll burn it on the inside. And that, that definitely, the last one that we did definitely gave it, some smoky undertones yeah 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 that's but, that's that's really good but I'll, I'll tell you what i've never seen a beer so dark yeah yeah that was i think our first impression when we poured it like how dark it was i don't think mm. you know here <laughs> i say i got a really good light here oh okay because i mean can you see that no way no dude that's like 600 lumens right there. no <laughs> you yeah, cannot me, see it through there let me see Click the pen. Yep. Back it up for a second because there's three settings. Yeah, that's the bright. I mean, shine that on the wall and see how bright that is. I mean, like, 
I was trying to write in the camera. Yeah, right. And then, and then ready. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's dark. Wow. That's thick, dude. Because I'm looking at the the display screen. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That's like impenetrable. It's like bulletproof stout. Well, there, and there's the footage for the review. Because right? that's unbelievable. That's um, pretty. That's pretty. That's pretty heavy beer. My but God. you know what? It doesn't. It doesn't taste that heavy though. No, it doesn't taste heavy. It doesn't no. taste syrupy. It's not thick. It's. Uh, dude, it's very pleasing. I gotta say. But I love smoked foods. I love smoke. Yes. So that if you don't like smoke, mm, probably not gonna dig this. Um, but, but I'll tell you what, it definitely has a sweetness to it as well. So it's kind of like that happy medium between that, that staunch smokiness and a little bit of a, I know, right. It's few, going down a few quick. more sips and it's getting better and better. Yeah. And that yeah. might be the 10%, but it's uh damn you Anchorage Brewing Company and your awesomeness. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, like, I, like I said, we're not stout fans no, really no we were um, very kind of, honestly you know full transparency we were kind of nervous like okay we may not like this but yeah we got to be legit we got to not have to make a we're real... not really stout fans no no like i said the dragon's milk was okay but it wasn't it wasn't my favorite but it was good it was drinkable um it was different and uh I, that's what i appreciated about it is it was not your standard you know we're a ipa double ipa lager type you know fan base here but uh as far as what we like and what we appreciate but you got to kind of stray outside the box a little bit every once in a while to kind of you know yeah you gotta you gotta change it up uh the one thing i will say is i couldn't imagine drinking two of these no this is one no one and done after dinner maybe after dinner or you know drinking it with something pairing it with something pairing it with something specific yeah I, mean, I, I would don't even know what it would meat. be. I'd have to go red meat with this, maybe uh, yes. off the top of my head. Um, Boy, know, wouldn't it be great to have some red meat right uh, now? Tell me about it, man. I don't know. Um, maybe uh, we can talk uh, some individual into making this a uh, little bit of a Wellington to go with this. <laughs> After that last comment, I don't. Want, I don't even want it. <laughs> I don't want it. You know who you are. Uh, but this is, uh, yeah, I'm definitely impressed with the Kuyu Goliath Imperial Stout. We're going to have to really try hard to find a bad beer, man, because we haven't managed to do it just yet. Well, it's, it's Tavor. Tavor. Tavor does a good is job. Just, killer, man. And, and honestly, you know what? I, uh, I speak with Megan at Tavor. Okay. And, uh, You've mentioned her before, yeah. Yeah, I just, I pretty much told her we like... IPAs, double IPAs. We wanted to get into the lactose double, like the milkshake stuff. Yep. And we wanted to start to, you know, dip our toes in the in the stout water. And she hasn't missed yet. Right. She. Yeah. No doubt. I mean, uh, I've got two cans of this at home that I haven't gotten into yet because I knew we were probably going to eventually drink it here. Yeah. So I've been leaving it in the refrigerator. I haven't touched it. I haven't gotten into it. Uh, The Verde, I did have a can of that. Um, I really enjoyed it. That was really good. Um, we had some of that in the first half uh, when we did the live segment, which, by the way, was really awesome. Yeah, that actually went over really well. Indeed. I think that was way better than our last one. Agreed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, everybody who got got involved in that, everyone who checked in. Uh, a lot of really good discussion topics, uh, comments, and uh, it really kind of set us up a little bit because, like I said, you know, Mark and I don't really discuss much of this stuff. We kind of get ourselves on track, but... We kind of try to like to fly off the cuff a little bit, you mm-hmm. know, to, to try to make it as authentic as possible. But you know, when you have we have a live uh, segment, 
people will throw questions at us, comments, stuff like that, and, and it really helps drive the conversation, and uh, it's greatly appreciated. Yeah, absolutely, and and I, lo- I love the questions. Yeah, absolutely. Because a lot of times people ask questions that I, I don't even think about, and I say, oh, geez, like, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's almost like you, you take – what you know for granted. Right, right, absolutely. And and I, I get thinking about, it, oh, yeah, well, yeah, I could explain that. And then <clears throat> it kind of makes you realize, you know, not everyone knows this. Right. So uh, that's actually something that I've uh, I've been kind of dealing with lately. Uh, I don't want to say dealing with. Right, right. right. No, I get it. I get <laughs> what you're saying, but I understand where you're saying. coming from, yeah. But um, I've been experiencing lately. That's a good way but, to put it, yeah. We'll, we'll say that. Nice recovery. Um, yeah, take it. <laughs> Uh, I've been hunting with, with a, a newer hunter. Well, not completely new to hunting, but mm-hmm. first year bow hunting. Right. And, uh, it, it's, it's been fun. Uh, honestly, it's, it's been real good because I could see the, the, the curiosity spark and, and sure. you know, that, that itch where it's like, okay, well now I gotta, I gotta make time to get out and I gotta try again. Right. Right. And like I said, the other night, I, uh. I think I talked about it in the first half of the podcast. I I, I grunted in a, a a buck that uh, me and my buddy were hunting behind the house, mm-hmm. and uh, I saw him run through the one clearing that I originally wanted to plant a food plot. Weather said different, but regardless, um, I saw the deer go through the food plot. Looked like he was chasing a deer, so I. Uh, I hit the horns a little bit and I grunted and the deer ended up coming back and it, it got to a stone wall and we, we had like a little stare down Yeah, and it's not that he was staring at us, but he was looking for the movement and he was, he was a two and a half year old deer, but you know, I was able to, you know, manipulate the grunt call and get him kind of curious and eventually he hopped the wall and he came over yeah, and that's awesome. uh, it was a good experience for, for somebody who has never experience that before. right right well, that'll get your that'll you know, get a veteran's heart racing you know what i mean someone who's been oh, in the yeah. woods a while i mean just standing there in the stand and watching him stare over the wall yeah i mean at that point probably 90 yards close almost close to 100 just staring there as he's looking I, and i know what's going through his head and and my buddy is saying he's just standing there yeah i said yeah he's looking and you know he was standing there licking his nose sure the deer Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, just trying to figure it out. and Nice clarification. You know, there's, <laughs> there's so many things <laughs> that I don't even realize, you know, it, because it, it was funny. He, he made time, my buddy, to come back today and, yeah. and hunt again. Yeah, that's awesome. And he texted me in the morning. He said, hey, should I pick up a grunt call? Should mm-hmm. I? Should, what like and I said, yeah, definitely. You know that it, it helps. Definitely get the feelers out there a little bit. And, yeah, and that's that awesome. this is the thing he's starting. He's starting to you know pick up on all this stuff and, and and realize like something I take for granted is okay. I know what that deer's. I could look at at a deer who's inquisitive, right. And say okay, I need to make this sound. This, this is my next sound, move. Right? Like it's somewhere else. Yeah, that he can't figure it out. So you know I I'm, I'll muffle the the grunt call in my in my coat and. Try to make it sound, you know, sure, throw almost the sound change the or, distance, you know, you know I mean, cut my hand. Ventriloquism and, there. Exactly. Just throw the sound somewhere sure. else. And 
somebody who's new to it is looking at me like, well, what are you doing? Right. Like, <laughs> it, he can't hear you. That's a crazy sound coming out of your face right now. Yeah. So, you, so try to get to the point where he can just hear you to the point that he doesn't know exactly where it is. Mm-hmm. And it's just several different things, like little nuances of certain things that you're doing that you take for granted sure that you don't even realize no abs- absolutely and and that's kind of that's kind of one of the the cool things about introducing new hunters you know what i mean because it, you know you you build a lifetime of experience whether you know you go out with your father as a child you know before you're of legal age you know you just tag right. along type stuff um, to you know where you start to you know beat your own path you know when you separate from okay you you spend your time with your dad or your your mentor your grandfather and then it's finally that day where they set you on against that tree and they go over the next ridge yeah. and you're on your own. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's a big step, man. That's like, I you rem- know, yeah, I remember that's vividly. adulthood right there, man, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so you, you get to that point and now from there you grow in a whole new direction. You know what I mean? So y- y- it takes a long time to get to that point. So when you see somebody who's kind of new to that and you're just starting to start, you know, experience that kind of stuff, it's so cool to kind of live vicariously through them through that new experience in their eyes, you know, yeah. what I mean? it's a really cool, a really cool deal. I mean, you know, I, I'm envious of you because I have a buddy of mine who I'm going to try and hunt with this year, and we I've talked about it on a few episodes about trying to get him out there. But, you know, it's tricky. You know, when you're trying to get time to hunt yourself, mm-hmm. and I got a, a you know young boys who want to get out and hunt, so it's like trying to find time for them, trying to find time for myself, and still find time to introduce a new hunter to the woods. Right, it can be a bit of a challenge. But it's definitely, I almost feel like a responsibility. You know, right. I mean, you kind of yeah. have to share that a little bit. Otherwise, you know, we can keep it to ourselves all we want, but what good is that? You know what right. I mean? Right. So to, to kind of share it and kind of get somebody else invo- involved in it, you, you never know. So my brother, my cousin, like I said, when we were kids, they had the opportunity to hunt, but they just didn't care for it. So yeah. they kind of fell away from it. But the fact that they were given the opportunity to experience it, you know, they, they had that opportunity and right. I had the same opportunity they did. I just stuck with it. Right. You know, if none of us had the opportunity to experience that, who knows? I might be a golfer right now. Right. I might be uh, in the badminton. I don't know who the hell knows. But And, and that's a, that's another one of those things where, where now I know you're looking back and saying, okay, I caught on to this. I like this. I, I took to it. Yeah. But you're probably looking and wondering, all right, well, why did it? Why didn't they like it? Right. Or, and, and you're already learning from different things. Sure. And you're taking something from it and changing it. It's just learning from your mistakes. Another, not your mistakes. Right, right. Per no, se, but understood. But yeah. It, yeah. You're, you're gathering what might have made somebody shy away from it. Right. And you're able to take that away. That's it. You know, the, the outdoor lifestyle is, it's like so much greater than, I guess, like greater than the sum of its parts. That may sound a little cliche, but mm-hmm. that's kind of the, the, how it sums up. So, you know, uh, it's something that, you know, what, what we get out of it, it's, it's very difficult for us to return that. Right. But I mean, it doesn't mean we shouldn't try. Right. You know, so in, in introducing new hunters and introducing people into just the lifestyle, whether they hunt or not, uh, whether through the, the food aspect through the conservation aspect, through the sheer adventure aspect of it. You know what I mean? Some people just can't help. I mean, people want to just hike the, Appala- the Appalachian Trail from beginning to end. That's yeah. the adventure in them. You know what I yeah. mean? So, you know, there's a lot of ways you can introduce people uh, to what we do um, and without actually going out and killing an animal. But to get them 
in that wheelhouse, man, and put him yeah. in that position like your, your buddy there. Is, it, is it AJ is his name? Yeah. To put him in a position where he sees that buck standing on you. In, in his mind, I can almost see it. He's like, okay, what's this buck going to do? Is he going to make the decision to cross that wall, or is he going to hang a right or hang a left? And he's going to, you yeah. know what I mean? And, you, you know, for, for me, it wasn't as as heart-pounding as right. it probably was for him. Where, sure, sure. Where we're, we're, the three of us are in this stare-down, and he's wait, like I don't think that he was expecting to even see a buck that night. You know, we were just trying to shoot a doe. Sure. And all of a sudden, this buck shows up, and the game changes. And it was just, it it, it was fun. It, it was some, it was almost kind of like reliving like those first, oh, absolutely, those first experiences. But being able to, almost like an out of body experience, where oh, it was like it. watching it unfold. You can see it, and yeah, exactly. You can see how he reacts to it, how that deer's reacting. You can almost play through your memory of that similar right. situation. Yeah. You know, while he's living it out. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just a really cool scenario. And and it's it's funny seeing what is grabbing him. Like I I know now he he I don't know if it's if it's really curiosity. It, I guess it kind of is, but it's it's still that challenge. And he and he now he wants to do it. Now he now yeah. he's, now he's hooked. Well, that's I it. He, he's he, you know once you get a taste of it, you want to know what's on the where the light is at the end of that tunnel. Yeah. You know what I mean. You want to know what's when you you know, achieve success there. Yeah, wait till he connects. It's That's just, it. It's, it's, be... it's over. You know, yeah. you might want to send a, a, a condolence card to his wife. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's... He uh, tells me all the time that he, he, yeah. he chews your ear up. But, oh, yeah. You know. Yeah. Oh, my wife goes through it, as I'm sure Bridget does. You know what I mean? They they, they, they humor us. Mm-hmm. You know, when I, I get home from a, a long set and I want to tell her all about, you know, everything I saw that day, she could really care less. Oh, you but picked God the wrong her, stand, she, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I get it all That's the time. It. Yep. It's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I talk for a half hour and you pick the wrong. Yeah, I picked yeah. the wrong. So yeah. it's great. <laughs> it's awesome that you're you're kind of helping to introduce somebody. And I think you know more of us should really try to kind of take ownership of that. Yeah, I mean, if you could, sure. If, if the opportunity is there, and you know, I, I, I I'm reluctant to do it, but mm-hmm. you know, if the if the right person's there and they show interest and they actually, you know, they, they do all the right things. I'm more than happy to, you know, lend a hand, so to yeah. speak. Yeah. And that's it. You know, you, a lot of people, when, when you hear about people talking about getting somebody new into hunting, they automatically like kind of hyper-focus on kids, Yeah, which is great. You know, don't get me wrong. You know, I, I, I want to get my kids into hunting, but me getting my kids into hunting is different because they're around it. Their right. dad's a hunter. I'm hardcore, right. just like you are. You know what I mean? Right. There's a lot of us out there who our dads were hardcore hunters. Our grandfathers were hardcore hunters. So we, we've lived that lifestyle before, you know, before we were even legally able to go out in the woods and, and harvest animals. So, you know, it, when when you're exposed to that, it's different. Right. You know what I mean? But So to, to take another kid who's not exposed to that and bring them out in the woods can be a huge challenge. So – what I think a lot of people are starting to kind of refocus on is adults. Yeah. An adult who's never, who doesn't come from a hunting background. Right. A right. grown man who's got a family to feed and has never hunted, has, does not come from a hunting background, but they're kind of show interest. And you're like, okay, so where, what's my return on investment here? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah I got you. Am I going to get this guy into hunting and he's going to be able to go on his own now? And, you know, he's going to see that, end game and say okay well i can feed my family for 
two months with one deer. Right. You know what I mean? So he's going to kind of pursue it more. Whereas a kid who comes from a non-hunting family is going to struggle because once I end my relationship with that kid in regard to the mentorship, is right. he going to continue it? Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, you know, I, I can't even tell you how many people, you know, come up to me. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to say drunkenly, but right. uh, the situation is what it is. Yeah, somebody somebody comes up to me in a and, lot of our aspects. <laughs> and, and tell them, oh, I'm ready to get into hunting. You oh, know, yeah, show, yeah. show me this, show me that. And, you know, no, there, there are people who are serious about it and there are people who are actually serious about it. Yeah, they fantasize about it more than anything. And, you know, when somebody makes the effort and then they, you know, they mm-hmm. show me that they're really serious about it, then, you know, I, I don't have any issue. Right, more than you know, willing. You know, yeah. same thing with my, my friend Billy Hartsgrove. You know what I mean? He's the guy I'm taking out hunting this year. And, uh, you know, I've had the same thing. I've had people ask me, hey, man, can you take me hunting? I want to try it out. I want to see, see what it's about. And I love talking about it, obviously. Right. You know, yeah. But, you know, I, it's hard to take people seriously sometimes. So it was one of those like, okay, man, well, if you want to do it, it was almost like a test. Like, let's see how far you're willing to take this. You know what I mean? I said, well, listen, you need to get your hunter safety course. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like because you can get a men, uh, an adult mentor license. It's yeah. cheap. It's easy. Yeah, you know what I mean. But you like, still have just, to finish though. That's it. You know. So I'm like, let's just Bridget. see. I'm like, listen, let's <laughs> <laughs> finish. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, I'm like, listen, dude, you got to get your hunter safety course. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, if you can do that, then you know we'll look at. It. I'm like, here's the link. I I gave him every every resource he needed. I'm like, if you have questions, call me, text me, whatever. I'll help you get through each module. It's going to take you a little bit, you know, but you get yeah. through it. Yeah. And uh, and I left it at that. And I didn't hear anything from him for a couple of days. And it was about a week later, uh, I get a text message. He's like, I'm almost done. I've got two modules last, left, nice. rather, hopefully to get through them this weekend. I'm like, holy crap, yeah. this dude's legit. He's See? really taking it seriously. You, you, know you, I mean? show, you show that you got a little bit of fire in your belly. Then, That's it. You know, so now it goes I'm a long like, way. I'm excited now. Right now, I'm like, sweet. All well, right, now it's on you. That's it. Now, mm-hmm. now I got to take ownership of it and and try and do everything I've got and use my expertise and my experience to help him get to that next step. You know what right. I mean? And and that that's what's exciting to me. You know what I mean? Uh, it's just you know we 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 kind of prioritize our lives as as we get older into you know building our family, buying a home, providing for that whole aspect, having kids, the whole right. deal. You know what I mean? You got to kind of you know, provide for your family and, and, and that whole deal. But there's a lot of us that, you know, once you get past that, the priorities, you know what I mean? You see the outdoors as kind of a sacred place. Right. You know I mean, and, you know, it, it, you want to share that. I mean, because like you said, how many times have we referenced, and it's one of my favorite comments that's ever come out of this podcast is breathing our own air. Yeah. You know what I mean, that, that resonates so strong with how hunters want to breathe their own air. It's easy to talk to another hunter. Yeah. But it's difficult to talk to, you know, somebody who doesn't hunt. It's really difficult to kind of, it's uncomfortable. It, yeah, that's, it's a very accurate description because, you know, I was, uh, we had a little party recently. Yeah. People are going to get the wrong impression of us. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we don't, we don't, we don't party all the time right, right. <laughs> and, and we're not constantly drinking, but we, you know, it was my wife's birthday. We recently had a party mm-hmm. and I was talking to one of her friends, husband, not husband, uh, boyfriend yeah. at this point. And, um, he was kind of asking about, you know, well, 
you know, how, how, do, how do you create your content and, and what is it based on and, the, and what's the storyline? And then I, I started getting into the actual storyline of the content. Yeah. And it, it, I realized it's, it's super basic. Mm-hmm. And even still taking all this content and boiling it down to just, well, I really like to eat deer meat. Mm-hmm. And this, that's really all it's about. Right. And then, he, and then <laughs> the way... I create all these stories around it. It seems like so much more, but it's really super simple. Right. And that's essentially what it is. Right. It, 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 that sounds super simplified, but it was, it was hard to explain to him. I said, you'd really be better off if you just watched some of the content. Right, right, right. You know, and, and it got to the point, like you just said, where it was almost uncomfortable because I couldn't, explain the content in that kind of detail that that's it do you know what i mean oh absolutely it's, absolutely even yeah, right it, now it's hard to to, to explain and that's it, it. And, and you're you're a writer you're a creator you're right. a filmmaker i mean for someone like yourself to explain it to with me that, in two minutes yeah i know right I, I, no I, I, good can't. Luck with that. I can't yeah that's what that's why you know to you know one deer harvest i'll create 40 minutes of content out of it because right, right. It, it's yeah, it, it takes 10 seconds to kill a deer. Right. To kill the deer. Exactly. But it takes days, to hunt weeks, months yeah. to actually hunt the deer. Right. And, and that's it, the thing. A hundred percent, man. And that, and again, it's challenging to, like you said, to articulate that. You know what I mean? Um, you know... You know I, read a, I read a story a while back. It was a guy, he was a guide in Montana... And, you know, he's like, you know, I've been a guide for 10 years. And, you know, every year I, I focus on harvesting these mature animals and this and that. And he, uh, Sam Leatherman was his name. Whoa. And do, do you know, do, do, did nope. you hear the story? Okay. Well, anyway. It's a badass name. Isn't it though? Yeah. Sam Leatherman. That's Sam a, Leatherman. He was a, and he's, and he's like a, a, a high he's like altitude a Army guide knight. dude. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, but he, uh, you know, it's, it's like 10 or 15 years he'd been, he's been guiding hunts, you know, for for you know different people you know and so he he tells he writes this big story about this gentleman he takes out for uh for a hunt his his name was dick something or other um but he was like 72 years old he's like i always focus on these mature animals and that's it you got to go after these big animals he goes and you know dick was 72 years old and he, you know, long story short, he essentially let it out that this is probably my last hunt ever. This is the last time I'm going to have an opportunity to get in these mountains and to to get an opportunity at killing a deer. You know, mm-hmm. so they came upon a, a a buck who was immature, like a little raghorn buck, whatever you want to call it, an immature deer. And you know, he's like, you know, the 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 guide in me said no way, but my heart said we got to let this dude kill this deer. Yep. And that dude, that 72-year-old guy, shot that deer, laid hands on his antlers, and that was very likely the last time he was ever going to put his hands on his antlers. You know what I mean? That's so awesome. it, we, we've all got so many hunts in us. That's it. We've got so many sits. We've got mm-hmm. so many hunts. We've got so many days. You know, what are we going to contribute? You yeah. know I mean? What do we, like we said, we can breathe our own air. We can keep it to ourselves. We can harbor our secrets. But what is that going to do for the future of what we love? Right. You know what I mean? So by doing what you're doing and taking AJ out, no. by, uh, you know, my, me taking my buddy Billy out, by taking my kid out, 
by putting those guys in those circumstances and giving them the opportunity like my grandfather gave me and my brother and my cousin. Right. You know, like I said, those two didn't stay, but I did. So he had a 33% chance that someone was going to stick it out. You yeah. know what I mean? And even though he's been passed since I'm 18 years old, I'm still in it. And yeah. now I'm bringing new people in it. I'm bringing my kid into it. And I'm extending that, you know, that heritage. Yeah. It's an and odds game from every angle. That's it. No doubt. I mean, whether you're, you know, expanding the hunters or you're uh, hanging a stand in the right tree, it's an odds game. Do you know exactly what I mean? right, man. So it's like I said, you know, the outdoor the outdoor lifestyle is it, it's just it's greater than the the sum of its parts, and you know it's about what we do at the end of the day to prolong it and to ensure its survival. Uh, because again, you know, one of these days it's going to be our last set, and yeah. you know we're going to look back and go, what the hell did we do to make it better? Yeah, and, and I mean, and what do we contribute? Geez, if you think about it, I mean, it doesn't have to be just because of age, if, if that's what you're saying. If sure. Your last sit, it might not be because of your age. No, absolutely. You're <laughs> absolutely right, man. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows what could happen? That's it. We just saw, I just read you know, a, recently a guy who was like in his mid thirties, fell out of a tree stand and died. Yeah. Like, and, and, and I mean, not even that. I mean, who, who knows what could happen with, you know, Politics or regulation. Oh, or absolutely. Any, anything. 100%, you know, 100%. You don't know how quickly things could turn. Oh, my God. That's know? a whole podcast right there, brother. That's, yeah, that's <laughs> something else. I mean, it's, I don't know. It, it, well, that's it. You know, so we have to do what we can while we have the opportunity. To there's do. an expiration date on everything. Hell yeah. Hell and, yeah. Uh, so we got to do the best we can with what we got while we got it. That's right. <laughs> I don't know if there's anything left to say. Did we say it all? <laughs> I don't know. That that got pretty deep real quick, man. Yeah. Damn 10% it, Goliath Imperial Stout really kind of caught some traction there. <laughs> yeah, jeez. And I I think I've only had half of that can. Yeah, I'm with you. You know, this is, you know, this is a really good beer, man. I I, I again, we're coming back to um here here we are getting like knee deep in the the theory of, you know, who we are and what we do to. Yeah. This is a pretty good beer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm, but well, I mean that's that's, that's <clears throat> I mean at its core, that's pretty much what this podcast is. A hundred percent, man. You know, and and that's it. You know, and and I think stuff like that, and and by approaching it in that manner, speaks volumes to people who might be on the outside looking in, mm-hmm. going, you know what, I don't hunt, but that's a good point. I know we have a lot of a lot of fringe listeners. I know, and that's it. You know, we want to grow that fringe because, yeah, you know. There, there's a lot of people out there who really have tunnel vision when it comes to hunting yeah. and conservation. Hey, look, there's nothing wrong with that because there's a market for that. There's a niche for that. But there's also, I think, a gap. Yeah. You know what I mean? And a gap that needs to be filled. And that's, I think, you know, I, I might speak for both of us when I say that's a gap that we're really trying like hell to fill. Yeah. I, I Yeah, I agree with that. I, I don't see us excuse me, as being that cookie cutter outdoor media type of, right. I don't know, outlet. Right. We're, yeah. we, you know, we're just, we're, we're just normal guys. We, we enjoy beer. We enjoy yep. craft beer. We're Indeed. not your special fancy beer, special fancy beer, call us <laughs> fancy boys, <laughs> whatever you want. You know, I, I, I like to play video games. I, I like, you know, mm-hmm. I like watching Netflix and I like, I like my technology. Absolutely. But it, it doesn't mean that I can't, you know, 
go out in the woods and provide for myself. And that's it. And, yeah. and that, and honestly, that's, that's the thing that I want to drive home is, you know, you don't have to be one dimensional. Right. You, you can be a whole person and, and you should, you should explore all your avenues, like grow, you know, you don't have to be pigeonholed. Right. Right. And I think that there, a, a lot of the younger generation that's kind of happening right. and you know people my age they just take it for granted they don't even realize it's there right and uh i don't know there's i could i could climb up on the soapbox but I'm, no you're right listen man i used to wear a tie to work and i'd take that tie off and go can't. jump on the tree stand yeah you i did I mean? that you don't have to be there's no you know what's the there's term no I'm reason to limit yourself and, and that's it you know what i mean there's a lot of stereotypes out there where you know, you have to live a certain way to be this kind of person. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's that's long gone. Yep. You know, that, that whole thought you don't process have to have, is long gone. You don't have to have certain political views. Nope. You don't have to be one-sided. You, you don't have to, you know, mm-hmm. love to blow stuff up. You don't have right. to have, fly certain flags. You don't have to drive a truck. Right. You can do what you want. It's Absolutely. A, <laughs> this it, is America. It, that's <laughs> it. it. It's the mark you leave that matters. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's you can true. do whatever the hell you want. As long as you leave some kind of positive impact on those who come, you know, after you, yeah. you know, we, we owe it to those who come before us. We owe it to the ones who we're walking beside right now and to the ones we're setting the table for. We owe it to these people to kind of uh, be stewards for for what's effective, you know, what's right and what we feel is right anyway. You know, yeah. listen, we, that could, that's debatable. Yeah. But, you know, what we feel is right and what we feel is going to be beneficial for you know, the future. So that's kind of, uh, that's about as deep as I'm going on that. Yeah. So. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I'm about done telling people how to live. Yeah. So, right. You know, just drink some Goliath Imperial stout. Everything will be better. Yeah. And all your questions will be answered. That's it. Apparently. Get your Tavor app. <laughs> Cause it honestly, right now it sounds like we've got everything figured out. Apparently. So, <laughs> which we do not. No, not even close. <laughs> not even close. Says the two guys sitting here with no freaking venison in their freezer. Not, not, yeah. <laughs> hey, you should listen to us on how. Yeah, to yeah. Here. We'll tell you how to do it. Yeah. Or not. Oh man. Uh, but yeah. Well, anyway, like I said, listen. We we we're trying to straddle a line, so to speak, and you know, we appreciate everybody who contributes and who follows and who listens. Uh, you know, because honestly, when I when I'm going back and doing research and looking at you know how many plays did we get on SoundCloud and how mm. many you know how many comments did we get on our live broadcast, how many views did it get, you know uh, that may sound super superficial in the surface, right? But you know it really drives home what we're trying to accomplish. You know, yeah. I mean, we're trying to, like I said, straddle that line is is kind of the only really analogy I can come up with. We're we're, we're trying to bring people from the outside in. And help people on the inside see out clearly. Yeah. Because there's a lot of different kind of perspectives out there. And yeah, trying to blend those perspectives is, is going to do nothing but benefit all of us all around. Yeah. And, and I mean, you, you know that I'm obsessed with outdoor media. And, I, and I'm, yeah, I'm, con- I'm constantly re- – I, I, I know all the pages. I yep. know all the all I know the, I, the I'll media, see the three or four in a row from you. <laughs> I'll tell you what. We have a very unique following, mm-hmm. and I love it. And that, that's where it's, where it's where it needs to be. And I, I appreciate every single person that listens Absolutely, to this podcast man. and Absolutely. shares all of our stuff. You know, I'm – it's – This wouldn't happen otherwise. 
1130 at night. be where it is. Yeah, and we're getting shares. I'm, I keep, I'm constantly getting notifications. I love it. So yeah, it's uh, it means a lot to uh, to me and Jay. And well, let's yeah. keep it rolling, man. Yeah. Like I said, if you guys are into it and you dig it, share it. Share it with somebody you think might enjoy it. Share it with somebody you think might benefit. Share it with somebody who you think might hate it. Yeah. And, and let them let them make their own decisions. You know what I mean? I'm, share it I'm, with I'm, with your foodie friends. Share it with that's your craft it. beer friends. We're just getting started, man. Yeah. We're yeah. just getting started. It, it leaks out into all avenues of life. So Indeed. I think that that's going to wrap us up for episode 17. It's a good, solid, you know, Hell hour, yeah, man. 15 hour Dig and 20 it. minutes. And uh, again, the, the first half was awesome. The live session. Absolutely. Had a yeah, great thank time. Thank you again, guys. Everybody who kind of contributed and, and chimed in. We love that stuff, man. We love seeing that little counter tick up a little bit yeah. as we're sitting here talking. Yeah. And it really, again, it may sound superficial, but, it, it, it you know, Conversely, it, it helps us understand that we're, we're making progress Yeah, in, in our end game. Truly appreciate it. Indeed. So until next time, we will see you then. Absolutely. Thanks. Go